Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by La Rosa's. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We got to talk Jaden McDaniels. Eric Bledsoe, Mitch Barnhart, Juwan Howard, and maybe a couple other things. But, you know, Kyle, last night we recorded, it was after 11 p.m., so we thought we were pretty safe. There'd be no more breaking news. Welp, we were wrong. Jaden McDaniels <laughs> decided to announce at 1 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. local his time, that he was committing to Washington. He was staying home. Uh, Kyle, I'll just let you start. Any surprise, or was this just kind of anticipated at this point? I mean, not really surprised. Now, I mean, it wouldn't have stopped, it wouldn't have stunned me if he ended up picking Kentucky. I think it was trending that way for a while. But here recently, the the uh, the wave of intel that was trickling out from there was uh, sort of leaning back towards Washington. Um, it seems like. Uh, Kentucky may have been trying to sort of sneak him out from behind enemy lines, and once it got out there that they were making a big push, Washington pushed back and um, you know, made people wait. I think his message was sorry for the wait when he finally posted on Instagram uh, at one in the morning. Um, yeah, kind of an odd thing to do, odd way to do it. Um, it certainly avoided the rush of Kentucky fans in real time blasting his decision because everybody here was asleep. Um, it makes me think uh, probably he made the right decision for himself. Uh, he's a kid that all along the way has really shied away from the spotlight, has not wanted that attention at all, um, you know, has, has done things very differently in the recruiting process. And, you know, and then when he makes his decision, there's no lead up, there's no build up, there's just a, uh, as, as a lot of people break that, I wrote a story with his trainer and he said he'll probably just put something on Instagram. And that's what happened. You know, he just out of the blue, one o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, put out a social media post. And that's that's the whole commitment. That kind of guy probably isn't going to thrive, you know, in a place like Kentucky if if the spotlight's not your thing. Because, you know, you just can't really escape the spotlight here. That's not really a knock on the kid. I mean, I think it's it's was a, it was the right decision for him to, to stay home and maybe – stay in the comfort of home around people that he knows better and, and a little bit more out of the spotlight uh, at Washington than to, to come be at Kentucky and right in the thick of it. So, uh, you know, to me, by the end of this, it, it felt apparent that there was some high potential for him to struggle initially if he came to Kentucky just because of his, his personality. And, and I think also because of his game, because – while he's a top 10 recruit, I don't think he's a finished product by any stretch. I think he's a lot more uh, being ranked on potential than, uh, you know, what's actually there right now. And, you know, people, if you come to Kentucky as the highest ranked recruit in the class, which you would have been, the expectation is you're a star from day one. And I don't think he's going to be a college star from day one. 
Yeah, I almost wonder. I think he can be, be a really good player. I almost wonder if Keon Brooks will be more productive of a like a more solid college player, if that makes sense. Probably the peaks of Jaden McDaniels will be higher than Brooks, but they play. They're going to try to. I think they would have played similar roles, so it's kind of a redundancy thing on the Kentucky roster, and not just with Brooks, but with a lot of the wing guys uh, that they have. So if he came to Kentucky, it would have been almost a luxury kind of deal. Um, and so maybe that's why you go to Washington where you're you're featured and you get to play maybe through some of your mistakes, maybe through some of your struggles. Plus you get to hang out with Quad A Green, who's super fun. Yep. Um, but Isaac Stewart, they're, they're even higher ranked recruit, a really, really good player. That's a kid I don't have questions about in college. He's going to be a dominant college player from the, the second he starts his college career. Yeah, and I wanted to jump into that real quick because you kind of talk about pressure and it'll be different, I guess, in Washington, of course. That's not the microscope that is Kentucky basketball. But I was reading some of the local stories out of Washington today, and they're already they're putting pressure on him and making some, in my opinion, and I'll let you comment on these after me, Kyle, just utterly ridiculous things that they're saying. The This, this piece that I, I was reading, it basically opened, should... Husky fans book a trip to the Final Four? Question mark. And then it went on to say that this person talked to an NBA scout who compared Isaiah Stewart and Jaden McDaniels to Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and then it finished uh, doing that comp that we've tried to dispel a ton that popped back up on social media today. Jaden McDaniels is not Kevin Durant. I feel like. I should get like on like on a something that I can just hit a button it and say it so we don't have to continually repeat it. But it just will not die. It, it is like the cockroach. It just keeps popping back up. You squash it and all of a sudden it just runs out from under your shoe. It won't die. It and it's unbelievable because Kevin Durant and well, you know, dipping your toe into the NBA stuff, maybe he makes the Warriors worse. Hashtag embrace the debate. What do you think about that, Skip Bayless? Um, but he is not <laughs> that. He is he plays similarly, but he doesn't have the talent or the game of Kevin Durant. I wish people would just stop saying that. He's also, you know, as I've said, probably six nine and not six eleven or seven feet. Uh, but you know, he's this super skinny, tall, really long uh, wing who shoots it well and all that. And so that you know, that's that's all people know how to do is make the sort of the lazy comparison. I mean, like physically, he is very similar physical build uh he's got a, a high release on his jump shot like Kevin Durant I mean you know there's some like, like real rudimentary comparisons there but comparison comparing anybody to you know I would say Anthony Davis Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson are the three best freshmen and probably Carmelo Anthony four best freshmen you know to play in the modern era of college basketball uh Jaden McDaniels is not. I, I feel confident saying he's not going to be that. And I, I feel like maybe this is like sounding like we're knocking the kid. I think he has a ton of potential. I think he can be a very good player. I don't think he's going to be a day one star. Uh, and I don't. I certainly don't think he's Kevin Durant. And I think he was better on uh, going to a place where the the scrutiny is not as much. But to your point, vocally he may feel that because you know the the Final Four talk. That you know, it happens lots of places when you start getting really good recruiting classes, and you know, 
and if you count Quade Green, we'll have to sit out the first semester. You know, Quade Green, Isaiah Stewart, and Jaden McDaniel. So you have two top ten freshmen, and then uh, a sophomore. Well, junior. It'll be, I guess, a junior. Um, Quade Green, who was a McDonald's All American point guard. That, that is a really nice collection of talent. However, uh, they, depending on what happens in the draft, and it seems, I guess, likely trending this way, based on one or two draft decisions, they could lose five of their top six players off of the team that won the Pac-12 last year. Uh, so if you lose five of your top six players and your best player, the Pac-12 player of the year, and replace them with three five-star recruits, that doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily an even trade because there are going to be some growing pains there. So, uh, you know, and Washington wasn't even close to a Final Four team last year. They were the best team in the Pac 12. The Pac 12 was garbage. So, yes. um, yeah, I, I don't think, I, I don't think many smart basketball people are penciling Washington into the Final Four. I completely agree. And, um, uh, I think that's all we need to say about Jaden McDaniels, but I will leave you with this. He did just sign financial papers because the National Letter of Intent deadline was passed. So in theory, he could still technically go to any school. <laughs> go to Kentucky. You can pull a Terrence Jones, pick Washington, then and go to Kentucky. Oh, you know, the, other, the other point I would make, and you sort of touched on it, whether it be Keon Brooks or Khalil Whitney or Johnny Juzang, like Kentucky's got a bunch of wings. They were going to be overcrowded on the wing. Uh, and it, and it won't surprise me. I don't know which, but it won't surprise me if one of those guys, if not more than one of those guys ends up having more of an instant impact in college than Jaden McDaniels does. Um, that wouldn't, that would not surprise me at all. Now, maybe by the end of the year that changes, but, you know, the November, December time of the, of the season, I'd be a little surprised if Jaden McDaniels just comes out killing it for, for Washington. Yep, I agree. All right, uh, let's take a quick break and tell you about La Rosa's that just opened up on Richmond Road here in Lexington. We've been telling you about La Rosa's for a while now. Uh, they got a ton on their menu, over 40 selections and all of it is available for pickup and delivery. Or you can also check out their awesome dining room. They got pasta, they got salads, and of course, they got their pizzas. It's overall for Richmond Road. You can find it right beside the skyline and next to the first watch. Um, check it out. I'm from the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. Grew up on La Rosa's. I find it delicious, and I think you will too. So go check out the La Rosa's, which has just opened up on Richmond Road, or check out their website and order online, LaRosas.com, and you can always give them a call, 888-LA-ROSAS. That's L-A-R-O-S-A-S, LaRosas.com. Hey, Kyle. Yes? You know what you should do? No. Download the Himalaya app and listen to all of your Locked On podcast that you love i might do that you know Sounds you, like it's a great app curtis you know you can find locked on kentucky on google podcast apple podcast spotify but why don't you check out the himalaya app? it's new it's fun new things are fun check out the himalaya app this is locked on kentucky your team every day okay kyle uh let's talk um eric bledsoe who 
is like a weird conundrum because everybody's kind of talking bad about him and probably deservedly so because he's shooting like he has never held a basketball before in the Eastern Conference Final. But today, Wednesday, as we're recording, he was named first-team all-defense by the NBA um, in part because he's averaging a steal and a half per game. What do you think about Eric Bledsoe, Kyle? Uh, I mean, he's been a very important piece of the Milwaukee Bucks this year. Uh, he's been a good pro, and you know they're gonna probably. I assume, so they had Shea on the All Rookie Team. Yes, they had Bledsoe on the All Defensive Team. Um, I yeah, I don't know about All NBA. Yeah, they won't get one on that. Towns is not going to make. How many teams do they do for all NBA? First, second, third, or they do three? But I don't. Well, I guess Towns has a chance to make third team because of a center. Davis won't. Davis won't because of all the drama. I guess. Well, and games played. Um, but I feel like Jokic and Embiid are locks, and then I guess the third team. I don't know all the centers off the top of my head, but there's there's they've redone the rules and you can kind of manipulate them to a certain extent. So I. I would maybe Towns on the third team, but that would be, I think, the only chance. Well, he was an all-star. How many all-stars did they have this year? Davis, was Davis an all-star again? Well, when you, if, you, if you count all the um, old dudes that they just came let on, you know, come hang out like D-Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, they had like 72 all-stars. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean like <laughs> Kentucky all-stars. How many all-stars oh, Kentucky? I don't know. That was a long time anyway, ago. Anyway, point being, point being, they're having it's it's been a pretty a pretty good year uh, for the Kentucky contingent. I mean, Cousins got hurt. Davis had the sort of drama, but we know Davis is one of the best players in the league. Wall got hurt, um, but some other young guys have, have emerged. Uh, Bledsoe is is really found a home there in Milwaukee. Uh, is a, a key part to what they're doing on on you know really the most probably the most exciting young team in the NBA or in the, in the Eastern conference anyway. Um, you know, Jamal Murray we've talked about is really emerging. If Devin Booker could ever play on a, on a decent team, he's a, a young star in the league. So, um, you know, they're really, they really do have a bunch of impact dudes in the NBA now. Yep. Without a doubt, the rest of the first team, all defense in the NBA, if you're curious, was Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Marcus Smart. Smart. And by the way, Kyle, yesterday we were arguing about Kevin, the guy who made all rookie out of Maryland and was on the Hawks. I'm right. It's Herder. It is? It's yeah. Herder? Unless every NBA podcast that I listen to, and I listen to like two or three, mispronounce it. Uh, I thought it was Huerta. I don't think so. I mean, I like... A redhead kid that went to Maryland, I don't think that there's that kind of, you know. Latin flavor in the yeah, pronunciation. A little, a little flavor in there. Just just okay. guessing. Shouldn't stereotype, but that's how I've heard everyone pronounce Kevin Herter. I mean, you know, Elizabeth Warren is, people just think of her as a an older white lady, but she's a Native American, so you can never, you can never be sure. Well, I'm not Herter. sure, but I... Other people who know the NBA better than us pronounce it that way, so I'm uh, going to go that way. Uh, by uh, the way, Kyle. Yeah? 
quickly changing topics. I told you I was going to put that poll on the at Locked On UK account. Who would you yep. rather hear on the podcast? Billy Ray Billy Cyrus. Ray was running away with it last I looked on it. He's at 74%. And, well, uh, that settles it. I'll have to get my friend Paul Sykes to get his, uh, his friend Billy Ray Cyrus on the podcast. And uh, his, his uh, musical buddy, Little Nas X, got that Wrangler deal. And Post Malone also is now a spokesperson for Wrangler. So Wrangler, hey, we were talking about your people yesterday that represent your brand. We'd love to represent your brand. Just hit us up. And if you have a business, you don't have to be from Wrangler. You can shoot us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, and we'll give you some information um, on how to sponsor this program in the way that Hotels.com does. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Coming up next, Mitch Barnhart talk and... What's going up with all these uh, former NBA dudes getting hired for college jobs? You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mitch Barnhart was named Athletic Director of the Year by the Sports Business Journal, Kyle. Uh, Mitch is getting, I think, a, quite a crowded mantle. He has gotten a number of these awards, it feels like, over the past couple of years. Uh, well-deserving, uh, all the support from his coaches obviously came pouring in. Uh, what do you think about Mitch getting another award? Well, I mean, he's he's developed a pretty broadly successful athletic department. He's totally transformed the facilities. Uh, I, you know, from everything I gather, he's one of the, you know, over the last handful of years, he's become really one of the most respected athletic directors in the country. I uh, sat on several different committees, rules committees and national committees. And uh, he's on the men's basketball selection committee now. Um, you know, he's, he's totally revamped really the whole uh, sports complex over there. If you come down uh, alumni drive, uh, you know, you see, the fruits of kind of all the um, capital projects that they've done. And, and a lot of that with raising money from donors. Um, he's been very good at that as well. He's, you've got the softball and now baseball uh, stadiums, brand new, uh, the soccer complex. Uh, then you roll up to the new football practice fields and practice facility. And then the totally renovated, uh, football stadium and and really kind of across the board uh, there you see like everything has been upgraded and he's hired really some really really good coaches Mark Stoops is obviously taking football to a new level with a 10-win season uh, Calipari has uh, won a national title and kind of makes them national title contenders every year Mitch uh, Matthew Mitchell is always has a very competitive um women's basketball program. The volleyball program is a nationally um, respected program now. What gymnastics, I think, has just had one of its best years. Um, it's, the softball team is in the Super Regional right now. Um, so it's been 
pretty uh, the track. I mean, the track and field team is just even after losing uh, Edric Floriel, uh, they made another really good hire uh, to replace him as the coach, and they've just like kept churning out these world class track athletes. I, I I believe they've had a hurdler who ran maybe the fastest time uh, in the world this year, or something crazy like that. I mean, they um, it's it's really all over the athletic department, the success they've had, the facility improvements. And, and beyond that, I think too, just like all his peer, the peer stuff, you know, the, the, the committees that he's asked to sit on or chair or head up. Um, and when you, I think we've talked on this podcast before too, when you look at his AD tree, it is becoming um, more and more and more impressive. I mean, the AD at Florida, the AD at Mississippi state, uh, I think the AD at, Boise State. Uh, I'm trying to remember all, but the AD at Alabama. Uh, all, all these guys were guys who worked under Mitch Barnhart at Kentucky as his uh, deputy and assistant ads. So you know the resume for him is is jam packed with <laughs> with reasons to, to honor him in these ways. And certainly, I think Kentucky fans. I, I don't know if they always have, but I think they are increasingly. Uh, a, appreciative of the fact that they have about as good as an AD as you could have. And they've had, I would also add in the time that Mitch Barnard has been here, uh, zero major scandals. Yep. Um, there are obviously a few knuckleheads that just will not, you know, listen to reason. Uh, overall, the, the athletic department has performed unbelievably well. Uh, Mitch Barnard's been awesome and he's really, I don't know. I don't have any other experience Kyle, but when I've been dealing with him, he's pretty easy to deal with. You know what I mean? Uh, I would assume some ADs probably try to stay all the way out of touch. Obviously, he has some layers, and it's not like you're texting him or anything along those lines. Right. But if you really like had a question or you want to set up an interview, he's he's pretty kind of almost you know gettable in a sense that someone who is at that high of a level you wouldn't necessarily anticipate. So I've yeah, always had great ex- great experiences with him. Yeah, he's done interviews with, I mean, a number of outlets, uh, a number of different times. And um, like you said, I mean, he's not super, super accessible. Uh, I don't think, I'm not sure anybody has his phone number anymore. Uh, but he... Um, I might. You, maybe you do. I, I have a number that's supposedly his, but he's... <laughs> we don't, we certainly don't text. Uh, but um, he's also never... Um, sort of ruled with an, with a heavy hand either, you know, he's never like come at me over something yeah, that exactly. negative, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Tom Jurich in the aftermath was widely described as a bully. And I know with some personal experience from some of my colleagues at the Courier Journal that wrote things that he didn't like that when that happened, he was a bully. And I've never had that experience. I don't know that, I don't know of anybody that's had the experience uh, of Mitch Barnhart <laughs> sort of trying to push them around. I can't even really envision Mitch Barnhart uh, bullying anybody. So, um, yeah, I, I have no complaints in my dealings with him. And, I, and, and as can, if you're a, a Kentucky fan, I, I find it hard to – I think you'd have to really, at this point, uh, look hard to find things to quibble with. Uh, I do think people – there's always sort of the you, you you move my seats, the ticket aspect of things, you move my parking space, but in terms of delivering uh, 
you know, winning products, quality products as in as many sports as he possibly can. He's, he's been, uh, almost peerless in that. Yep. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, Kyle, do you think Juwan Howard will be successful at Michigan? Who he was officially introduced today kind of continues a string of guys uh, that were stars in the NBA getting getting these college jobs, even though they didn't come up in the college ranks. Penny Hardaway came from high school. Jerry Stackhouse came from the G League, then an NBA assistant. And now Jawan Howard's coming straight as an NBA assistant uh, to college basketball. I have no idea if he'll be successful, but um, it, it'll be interesting. You know, there's a whole lot of... <laughs> Uh, angles to this hire. I mean, they're bringing back a member of the Fab Five, and you know, Fab Five's banners came down because uh, they're because of uh, major NCAA infractions. I mean, they were obviously uh, <laughs> uh, running afoul of the rule book, um, and now they've brought one of the you know they've brought a member of the of the team who had to uh, pull the banners out of the rafters to coach uh, the, that same program, they're doing it on the heels of this guy that everyone sort of hails as the cleanest coach, you know, high, high major coach in college basketball, John Beeline, that everybody's sort of assumption is the reason he left college basketball is he threw his hands up and discussed it. And, you know, what a quagmire of, of uh, you know, seedy behavior it is. And his replacement is a guy from the Fab Five, uh, you know, that's that's all pretty compelling to me. Um, you know, there was the uh, was it Jalen Rose that was the one saying basically trashing Beeline that who went to two national championship games in the last five years, uh, saying or six years saying, uh, uh, oh, the whole time he was here we didn't get any blue chip recruits and Joan Howard would get blue chip recruits as if like that matters at all when you're winning at the level Michigan was winning. Um, so, okay, well, now will will they get blue trip, chip recruits? It certainly uh, has been the case for Penny Hardaway, but I would ask uh, what AAU team had, did Jawan Howard run for the last five or six years? What high school team full of top prospects did Jawan Howard coach for the last four or five years? Uh, that's why it started working immediately for Penny. Um does Jawan Howard have those same connections? I don't know. Uh, does his name alone carry the kind of weight that will start to get well, those players? I mean, his not, might you know, not. People. His might not. And but when you have Dwayne Wade and LeBron James tweeting about how awesome he is because they're right. former teammates, that's how you close a deal. When you combine that with the program and the prestige, it is Michigan, who um, you know has obviously a ton of national relevance and gets mentioned with a lot of guys, but Beeline never signed a ton of you know, five stars. So you just get back in the mix and then you're able to close with a guy who played in the NBA. I don't think recruiting will be a, a humongous issue. I don't know who he'll be able to get. All those things are really far up in the air, but I've saw some people just saying this is a bad hire and I'm always kind of like, really? Because I, I, I mean, we have, you know, we're having these discussions to talk about them, but no one really knows. I mean, no. like we've, ne well, that's like the main thing with, I always I'm trying to take a wait and see approach with this stuff because we've never seen Juwan Howard be a head coach, and we've never seen right. Jerry Stackhouse be a head coach unless you're just like a basketball psychopath and watch the G League. 
Um, and well, so, yeah, and, 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 you know, my colleague at the athletic Sam Vecini made that point about like, if you're just if pe- people who are just uh, dismissing his ability to actually coach out of hand are being pretty disingenuous because like, how do you know, how are any of us qualified to know that? Um, you know, and the fact is Jerry Stackhouse was a highly respected guy in NBA circles who was interviewing for head coaching jobs in the NBA uh, Jawan Howard was the same deal. I think three different NBA teams interviewed him in the last year or two for jobs in the NBA. He's, you know, coaching under Eric Spolstra and, and under the tutelage of Pat Riley, another Kentucky guy um, with the Miami Heat, uh, and very, very respected. Those guys both put out statements about him today. So I, I, I actually am more inclined to go ahead and believe that he'll be a pretty good coach basketball coach and i my skepticism is on that what i started with like will he really just start piling up these you know five-star recruits uh right away you know because that's that's what people are expecting i actually think he's going the thing that people doubt that he you know his ability as a coach he'll be fine uh but will he will he one will he be able to pile up those really good recruits right away and two you know i think uh Brendan Quinn, who covers Michigan and Michigan State for us at The Athletic, wrote a piece that, uh, according to his sources, that he's already reached out to a bunch of guys that uh, were head coaches for some advice. He plans to hire a former head coach onto his staff. You know, there's a lot of administrative stuff. There's a lot of um, high-level program stuff that isn't the day-to-day basketball and isn't even recruiting that you don't maybe think about. And is a guy who has not really been in the college game, you know, is he ready for all the other stuff? You know, is he ready to go be the face of the program at all the booster clubs and all that kind of stuff? Uh, you know, is what we'll, we'll find out. But, I, you know, I don't, I'm not inclined to just dismiss him or Stackhouse or Penny Hardaway uh, out of hand as being able to get it done. All right, that's where we're going to leave this edition of the show. Please follow along at Locked On UK on Twitter. You can still vote on that poll if you want to hear from Billy Ray Cyrus uh, or Miranda Cosgrove of iCarly. I did get some tweets in replies, like replying down, saying how much they enjoyed iCarly, and that was actually from grown men. I don't know what that says about them. Um, you can <laughs> follow along with me at Curtis Birch. B-U-R-C-H. Listen to me weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m. on WLAP, the Big Blue Insider, and Sunday mornings, 9 to noon. Read Kyle's work on The Athletic and follow him on social. At Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. That's his Twitter handle. He gets so much joy on Twitter. Please tweet Kyle. Tweet Kyle nice things, though. He gets, he, he gets, uh, he was in a proposed fight today. <laughs> yeah, some guy challenged me to a fight because I disagreed with his basketball opinion. Good stuff. That's wild to me, but not that surprising. He deleted it, quickly deleted his account. So he's yeah, that was wild. Outside. He's probably sitting outside in my driveway right now. Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think of somebody. It's probably Rick Pitino. Um, that would be someone who would hate you, right? That'd be a pretty good... Probably so. Uh... I once had a person tweet it, create a burner account just to tweet a picture of the front door of my house at me. Psycho. Yep. That person probably doesn't want to walk through my front door. I'll just leave it at that. 
Well, we will leave it at that. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. Thanks again to La Rosa's for sponsoring this edition of the show. Uh, The best thing you can do is to share this with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That sounds terrible. How are you talking into your phone right now? That sounded terrible, you said? Yes. It sounded like you were speaking into a toilet. That's weird. Uh, if you sound good now. Sound normal? Yeah, you sound good now. Are you using like the headphone thing? No, I was just talking right into my phone. Okay. Okay. Well, we're good now. Just do your part again.